0: Welcome to the Laguna Niguel Stake podcast from the Laguna Niguel, California Stake of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As part of our stake's efforts to celebrate the 15th anniversary of the Newport Beach Temple this month, we asked several of our members of our stake to share with us some of their thoughts about what the temple means to them. I'm Richard Zinke and my wife Jana is here too. We are currently serving in the Presidency of the Newport Beach Temple, and I am also a temple sealer. We live in the Laguna Niguel ward. We have some outstanding youth, a few sisters and veteran ordinance workers. We'll both share some of our thoughts at the end as well. First we'll hear from Noel Hatch. Noel and his wife, Sally, are longtime members of our stake from the Eliso Viejo ward. They have both served in the temple for many years. Brother Hatch will share some of his feelings with us now.
1: With over 20 consecutive years as a temple ordinance worker, and with 15 of those here in the Newport Beach temple with my wife on the Friday midday shift, I thought I would share some of my takeaways from this experience. First, working in the temple has never grown old. It has never become stale. Inevitably, each Friday would bring some new adventure. Perhaps a friend from long ago in Pasadena or our mission days would appear. New insights and promptings would occur. Youth and family groups from hither and yon. I vividly remember one afternoon, standing in the baptistry next to a recent convert, a sister from our ward who, with her husband and young daughter, had joined the church. And with members of our ward surrounding the font, she and her husband served as proxies for their deceased family members. And I can hear her now as we watched her husband being baptized. That's my father. That's my grandfather. Well, I give full credit to Disneyland and the Pacific Ocean, but I've come to realize that the Newport Beach Temple itself is a magnet drawing from all over the country. Second, there is a joyous, youthful exuberance about this temple and its service. We are like a young colt, curious, alive, searching, energetic, forward-looking, excited about our surroundings. To stand by a groom in the carpeted foyer when, for the first time, he sees his bride come out dressed in her wedding gown is, for that brief moment, a trip back in time. Then contrast that <clears throat> with a quiet reverence that is present in the ceiling rooms, but where that same exuberance is surely occurring, but in another sphere. The memories in that room are legion. Third, uh, temple work itself creates memories that can't be duplicated on the outside. <clears throat> Over the years, I think my favorite assignment has been to participate in the initiatory ordinances. The depth of the promises and blessings there pronounced, indeed all aspects of that ordinance, are practical and ennobling. They are given as if personally to each person for whom the patron represents. And finally, for 10 of the Newport Temple years, I served our shifts co- as our shifts coordinator. During that time, I cherished the opportunity to assist in the training of new workers. I have witnessed numerous brothers who, for a myriad of reasons, did not feel that they would ever be able to memorize the ordinance material. And yet, without exception, each of them mastered that material and now participate flawlessly and with great beauty in all of the assignments. Well, a warmth, a sense of camaraderie, and holy purpose exists among and between the patrons and workers of our temple. And I believe that uh, that temple, our temple, is just the right size to enable us to occur continually. And it will be good to go back.
0: Thank you, Brother Hatch.
2: Now, Lauren Anderson will share some thoughts. Lauren is a member of the Dana Hills Ward. She was recently impressed by the Holy Ghost with a sense of urgency to complete the temple work for her deceased husband. Before the closure, she was able to see his baptism. She is planning to return to the temple soon and is preparing to receive her endowments.
3: Every day we make decisions in our lives and hopefully those decisions are ones that draw us nearer to the spirit. And for me, one of those decisions is going to the temple. So by going to the temple, I can truly testify to everyone that the promptings that I receive from Heavenly Father are very real. And those promptings are really to aid us in the Lord's work and through this work we are shown such great love and in the temple there's no need to fear or to worry and just remain humble so my greatest takeaway um, from the temple is I'd have to say just greater understanding and to trust Heavenly Father And most importantly, to keep an open heart and mind so that your head space can stay clear to receive those promptings. So personally, I've gone into the temple and come out with completely different understanding in different areas of my life that I didn't have before. And that is such a blessing and gift and truly, you know, the spirit of the Lord So we'll see what's next.
2: Thank you, Sister Anderson.
0: Next, we have Logan Stites. Logan returned from his mission just last year and is now in Provo for school. He is from the Wood Canyon ward. He began working as an ordnance worker in March, 2019. Just after he returned from his mission, he served on the Thursday evening shift. He turned out to be one of the most dependable workers on that shift and mastered all of the temple skills required in very short order.
4: The temple is such an important place to me. Um, My first experience with the temple actually occurred before I was ever a member. Uh, I remember there was one night when um, there was some arguing going on in my house, and there was a lot of uh, anger and frustration. I remember I just had to get out, and so I I left the house, got in my truck, and just started driving. I didn't really know where I was driving to. I just knew I needed to get away, to get out. And uh, I drove and I drove until I eventually pulled into a parking lot of a really nice red brick building. And as I pulled into this parking lot, I looked over, and I saw this beautiful beautiful structure and it had um, some sort of some sort of like golden person on the top of it and it had it just a beautiful garden just and as I sat there very quickly I was just able to kind of feel this this sense of peace come over me you know like, all this anxiety and all the frustration and all these negative emotions just kind of slowly melted away and after a little while I left and it wasn't really until after I was baptized and we took a trip to the temple that I realized that I had been guided there Um, that very same night and I never sensed that realization Um, the temple has just had an extra extra special impact to me on something extremely personal knowing that uh, it is a place I can go for refuge when when things are rough Um, and that was just simply being on even near temple grounds being inside the temple is um, a totally different experience Um, not only do you feel at peace but you can feel the spirit so strongly and I think most importantly, you can feel God's love, the strongest. Um, there's really nothing greater than that. Um, that to me is is most important thing to temple. That's what the temple represents to me: is God's love. Um, God's love for His children. Um, that, you know, we're, we ourselves as worthy members are able to, to go inside and to feel of his love, but also to perform ordinances for those who have passed on, for whether it be family members or people that we don't know, we're able to um, express God's love and our love for our brothers and sisters uh, on this side of the veil and on the next side of the veil. Um, I think that is what the temple means to me.
0: Thank you, Logan.
2: Next, we'll hear from one of our wonderful stake youth, Johnny McKeon. Johnny and his family live in the Eliso Viejo Ward and he's a junior at Eliso Viejo High School.
5: My name is Johnny McKean, I'm 16 and I'm in the Eliso Viejo Ward. In 2017 it was announced that 16 year old Aaronic priesthood holders could perform baptisms and in 2018 it was announced that children and youth would advance in their respective quorums and classes January of the year they turned that age. Therefore, because of these changes, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to perform baptisms in the temple about a month after I turned 15, which is almost three years before I originally would have. I definitely have felt blessed as I serve in the temple and participate in the youth battalion that continues to move the Lord's work forward. For me, I haven't always exactly looked forward to going to the temple, whether it was a busy school night and I had a lot of homework, or a Saturday afternoon and I thought I had better things to do. But the moment I walk through those doors, I instantly feel the peace and comfort of the Spirit, as all the distractions of the world just kind of fade away. Then, when I'm actually performing the baptismal ordinances, I know that I am fulfilling my priesthood duties and serving the Lord. And for me, there's just nothing that brings the Spirit more than being on His errand. To me, the temple is like a spiritual sanctuary. No matter what's going on in the world or in my life, the temple is always there to provide peace and draw me closer to Heavenly Father, his son jesus christ i know that as i continue to be worthy and serve in the temple i will receive his countless blessings and i know that he loves each and every one of us and that someday we will all have the chance to live with him again and i say i say these things in the name of jesus christ amen
2: thank you johnny johnny will be followed by another of our wonderful youth eden wallen Eden and her family are also from the Aliso Viejo Ward, and she is a sophomore at Aliso Viejo High School.
6: My name is Eden Mullen, and I am happy to be giving my testimony about the temple. When I was in 8th grade, one of my classmates died on our school campus. I knew this boy as we had classes together and lived in the same neighborhood together. The morning he died, we received a notification not to come to, to the school. We knew that someone had passed away. Soon after, we received word that all the youth from our church who attended DJMs would attend the temple that day to do baptisms for the dead. We had the privilege to do the Lord's work and to be in His house that day because we did not attend school. Before entering the temple, we all had heavy hearts, had feelings of sadness, and feelings of confusion. It was amazing to me that once we walked into the temple, all the feelings of negativity and sadness were gone. We were able to experience peace despite the situation we found ourselves in. Going to the temple that day personally helped me know that Heavenly Father has a plan for me and that He loves me. From this experience, I have come to know that going to the temple helps to ease many burdens, can help calm a troubled heart, and provides a safe place from the commotions of the world. It was amazing for me to see so many people gather in such a short time frame to do baptisms and serve the Lord. My testimony of the temple grew that day. I am grateful that as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we are able to go to the temple and feel the spirit and feel the love that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ have for each one of us. I am also grateful that we live so close to the temple and have the opportunity to feel this immense love they have for us. I say thanks in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Thank you so much, Eden. Next, we'll hear from Tani Morris. Sister Morris and her husband Tim and their children live in the Laguna Niguel Ward. She serves as part of our Monday Temple Cleaning Crew. She is part of this special team that comes to the temple each Monday when the temple is closed to do deep cleaning of the temple.
7: Hi, this is Tawny Morris, and here's a little bit about what the temple means to me, or at least what I can put into words. About a year and a half ago, the temple became a place of healing for me as I navigated through a very dark time in my life. It was one of those times where you feel like everything just kind of piles up and instead of running from it, you actually have to face it. And I honestly felt like I couldn't breathe and I felt very alone and definitely not in a space where I could enjoy or thrive in my life. And after a long break from making the temple a regular habit, I went back with a different intention in mind, and that was to heal my heart. I needed to feel whole again. I was on a mission to feel as close to Heavenly Father and the Savior as possible, and I had a thirst like never before for the healing power of the temple and the light within it. It was real, it was raw. And it was organic. I just remember driving back to the temple for the first time and seeing Moroni peeking out and feeling like he was literally ushering me back in. And for the first time, although my need for healing was more emotional, I related so much to the desperation the woman in the Bible must have felt who reached out and grabbed the Savior's robe with the last bit of energy she had in her body and knew he could heal her if, he, if she could just touch him. That first day back led to my husband and I going weekly for our date nights, and I ended up joining the volunteer team who regularly cleans the temple every morning. A little over a year ago, you couldn't have paid me to carve out a couple hours of my morning workout routine to regularly clean anything, But that is the power of the temple. It can shift your mentality and priorities if you let it, and I did. But this calling to clean the temple, which I was actually set apart for by the temple president, was presented to me by my best friend, Tara Williams, and has been since such a a blessing of immeasurable amounts of joy and blessings that my family, my friends, And myself, of course, have received either directly or indirectly, and it's been life changing. I have watched the unfolding of greater spiritual strength, protection, and my relationship with heaven refining literally right before my eyes. I truly feel like the luckiest woman in the world to be in the house of the Lord each week, even if it's just a clean. It's an absolute honor. Most of us have felt the deficiency of the regular attendance of the temple, I'm sure. But like everything else, I just had to take a pause for a little while. I have never appreciated it more. And it has trained me to create as sacred of a space as possible outside of the temple, within my home, and within myself. It has forced me to require a greater version of myself and with my relationship with Heavenly Father and the Savior. I miss the safe haven of the temple wholeheartedly, and I crave its unwavering, tangible peace. But one thing I can promise you is that I will be ready and prepared when it reopens, and I will feel spiritually stronger than ever to enter and get even greater healing than before out of it. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Thank you, Tawny.
7: Tawny will be
2: followed by Laura Thompson. Laura is in the Luganinigel ward. She's a very faithful temple attender. She loves the temple and loves seeing so many of the temple workers each week.
8: It's such an interesting time right now, reflecting on what the temple means to me as we haven't been able to attend in months. You miss something more when you can't go or when you can't have something, you know? I've been trying to articulate in my mind some of what it is specifically that I miss about the temple so I can better understand what the temple means to me. The temple feels so separate and removed from the world in all of the best possible ways. For years before I was endowed, I kept hearing that the temple was a place to forget your troubles and cares of the world for a bit, a place for spiritual connection, deep meditation, and an invitation for personal revelation to have a place where you can forget about work, forget about dating or the lack thereof, and focus on finding him and hearing him. For me, that has been powerful. I've had a couple of really neat experiences in the temple where I received powerful personal revelation. One time I was too sad that day to even receive it for myself, but the Lord made sure that a temple worker in the initiatory got the message for me and to me he kept hitting her with it so that she would then get the message to me she wasn't sure why she kept feeling she needed to tell me some things but as she and i ran into each other a few months later we were able to reflect on that experience and it became so clear and it's a powerful reminder that sometimes it really is a matter of being in the right place at the right time we're often told to go into prayer or go into the temple with a question that that's how we receive revelation Sometimes I've had to forget questions for myself and my own situations and pray only about those serving around me. And those are the questions where, when I've asked them in the celestial room, I get immediate answers. How can I apply that in my everyday life, especially while the temples are closed? It's not just supposed to be a temple experience, though for me, that has been one of the places where I've had these experiences the most powerfully. Another part about the temple that I love is that I have to dig a little bit. So much of our weekly church service is very straightforward. It's often very easy to find the Savior and what's being taught very clearly in a very straightforward manner. Because of the way in which ordinances in the temple are presented, it takes a bit more work and a bit more digging to understand. Maybe that's just me because I'm dense. But the temple makes me think differently and makes me try to understand the gospel differently. But in that wrestle and in that effort, I get so much more value out of both the process and the result. The temple for me is a place of peace, of comfort, of home, of learning, of connection, both with fellow saints and with ward family members around me and connection with God. Beautiful, Laura. Thank
2: you so much.
0: Doug Stevens from the Dana Hills Ward is up next. Doug is a longtime temple ordinance worker. He and his wife Susan are the shift coordinators of the Thursday night temple shift. They are responsible for training and directing the work of 50 or so ordinance workers on that shift each week.
9: Serving in the temple, I believe, is the most Christ emulating activity that we can do in this mortal life. For six hours, five and a half, six hours, your focus is completely on others, not on yourself. By so doing, we become uh, closer to the Savior than I think we can in any other place or any other method of service. I have had some of the most sweet experiences feeling love for patrons and seeing uh, the Savior's uh, love in the temples, uh, especially in the Newport Temple in the last few years as I've served as a um, shift coordinator. <clears throat> in serving in that role, uh, your focus is not only on the patrons for yourself, but for, the, for all those that work. And it is so sweet to, to see others uh, giving such kind service to the patrons as a result of instruction by the presidency and other things that we've learned. <clears throat> Also in the temple, we feel a connection to each member of the Godhead. The temple is a house of glory and the place we feel our Heavenly Father's love most keenly and purely. We also feel the same love from the Savior and witness his love through the atoning sacrifice as we go through the uh, endowments and the covenants we make there. The Holy Ghost's guidance in the temple is... uh, in abundance, both to patrons and to workers. I'm so grateful for the opportunity I've had to serve, and I dearly miss the the time in the temple. Uh, I felt that each week it was sort of recharging my battery to be a follower and a disciple of the Savior, and I miss that dearly. I'm so grateful for the gospel, for the Savior, and our Father in heaven, and the power of the Holy Ghost, and I bear that witness in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Thank you, Brother Stevens. Our last participant today is Mark Anderzak. Mark and his wife Kathy are ordinance workers serving on the Tuesday midday shift. Mark is currently serving in the Dana Hills Ward, Bishopric. I
10: love to see the temple. I'm going there someday to feel the Holy Spirit, to listen and to pray. These simple but profound words from a familiar primary hymn capture my innermost feelings about the temple and my sincere desire to return there someday. The temple is a house of God, a place of love and beauty. I'll prepare myself when I am old. This is my sacred duty. Primary hymns and even primary stories can teach significant doctrine about the temple and its purposes. In an 1865 children's novel by English author, Lewis Carroll, Alice in Wonderland is told by the Cheshire Cat. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. To this, Alice responded, I don't care much where, so long as I get somewhere. It is my testimony that it is within the walls of our holy temples where the sons and daughters of loving heavenly parents learn of their eternal purposes and possibilities, and that somewhere is that heavenly place where we all once dwelt. If returning to our heavenly homes is the place we want to go, the only road that will take us there is the straight and narrow covenant path paved by our savior, Jesus Christ. It is in fact, the only road that will take us there. In addition to receiving answers to questions regarding the eternal destiny of man, the temple for me is a place where we learn how to become like our savior. It is through the performing of sacred ordinances on behalf of our kindred dead that we learn what it's like to be a savior, even a savior on Mount Zion. Gathering Israel on both sides of the veil is our sacred duty. And as we do for others that which they cannot do for themselves, we become more like Christ, one ordinance at a time. I bear testimony of the peace and clarity that comes from serving in the house of the Lord. My confidence has increased, my anxieties have diminished, and my faith has been strengthened as I have enjoyed the presence of the Holy Ghost in a more abundant way, as I have served and loved and acted like my Savior while serving in his holy house. Of these truths, I humbly testify, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
2: Thank you, Brother Anderzak. It will now be my privilege to share a few thoughts, after which I'll be followed by my husband, and then we'll be done. Hearing all of these wonderful members of our stake bear testimony of their love for the temple just warms my heart. And what amazing youth we have that have such a sweet understanding of the temple so early in life. Logan, we were so grateful to have you as an ordinance worker on Thursday evening. And Johnny, the spirit was always so strong in the baptistry when you young men were in the font, baptizing your friends and family as proxy. And Eden, one of the adorable young women in our stake we always love to see come to serve. We, like so many others, are missing the temple immensely, and we miss being with you and are so looking forward to being back together again. I wanted to share some of my thoughts of that day that that Eden talked about. Early that morning, we received a call from a mother telling us of the incident in her child's school that day. And the students were sent home and could she bring some of her children and youth to the temple to do baptisms? Of course, we said. A few minutes later, my husband received a call from President Evanson where he provided some more details about what had happened. By mid-morning, the baptistry was filled with the state president, bishops, youth leaders, and parents, and a number of junior high kids gathered as one with faith in Jesus Christ. What a sweet spirit of comfort and peace was felt as these ward families gathered around the baptistry font of the temple and learned really what life is all about. And what a wonderful mother who thought first of the temple and leaders and bishops and a stake president who realized that, yes, these children need to be to the temple immediately. The first thing these parents thought was we need to get our kids in the temple so they can feel Heavenly Father's love for them. I thought so much about this. In a tragic situation like this, are my first thoughts of the temple, the alternative to feeling Heavenly Father's love in the temple, is our children are left to find comfort somewhere in the world, which we know is never adequate. These parents and priesthood leaders and youth leaders really understood the power of the temple. And I am grateful for this beautiful example to us that day in the temple. I'm grateful, Eden, for your sweet testimony of how you were impacted that day. I have a testimony that I need, that we all need the power of the Spirit that is felt in the temple, and so do our children. I testify that as we look to the temple, turn our thoughts to the temple, attend the temple, and engage in whatever type of temple service that we are able to, that we will be lifted. We will be strengthened. We will be buoyed up and armed with power. Heavenly Father is ready to do that. He loves us. He is aware of us and our needs. And He will bless us, I promise, as we turn our hearts to this great work. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
0: Thank you, Jana. There have been some phrases on my mind recently, especially since our beautiful little temple has been closed. One of those phrases is, Ears to hear and eyes to see. Do I have ears to hear? Ears to hear what? Do I have eyes to see? To see what? Of course I can hear and see, but am I hearing and seeing what the Lord would have me hear and see? or am I distracted by the noise and clutter all around me? I want to hear what the Lord can tell me about His eternal purposes. I want to hear what He needs me to do today, tomorrow, and the next day. I want to be in the temple more often so I can truly hear His voice. The house of the Lord is a revelatory place. He speaks to me more clearly within the walls of his house than anywhere else, and I want to continually develop my ears to hear him. I want to see things as he sees them. I want to respond to those around me as he would. In the temple, he shares with us how he sees this world and why he created it, and he lets us see ourselves as he sees us. He teaches us how to see what surrounds us here in mortality. And as we see as He does, He empowers us to become like He is. If only we have ears to hear and eyes to see. The other phrase that's been on my mind lately is, The things that matter most. As I was pondering what those things might be, I realized that Heavenly Father has already told us what matters most to Him. He said that His work and His glory is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. And where does that ultimately happen? In the temple. How important is the temple to our Heavenly Father? Well, evidently, without it, his work and his glory would be thwarted, and our own eternal lives would be out of reach. I'm beginning to see why the house of the Lord truly is the holiest place on earth. It is because it is the only place on our planet where the ordinances that will ensure our eternal life can be performed. It is where he permits us to make sacred covenants with him, that will strengthen us, inspire us, and ultimately bring us back to Him. The things that matter most are those things that are made manifest in the temple. The doctrines, the ordinances, the promises, the blessings. Only the temple can ensure an abundant life through all eternity. I love the temple. I miss the temple. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. This concludes our podcast today. We hope we have inspired you and motivated you to allow the temple, when it opens again, to bless you and yours to an even greater extent than it has in the past. We love you all. Thank you.